What's up, everybody? It is Friday, July 9th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. You know the drill, Pat had to run to SmackDown, and unfortunately, this is our last Friday in the Tampa Bay FanDuel Beach House. Uh, good afternoon. I hope your morning was fantastic. You made it to lunch. Now we got you for the next three, three hours and 15 minutes going into the greatest weekend in the history of weekends. We got Vernon Davis joining Ooh, us. Let's go. Vernon Davis is the voice of the ESPYs this weekend. The ESPYs is happening. Wow. This weekend. It is happening. Okay. Yep. We just learned about it whenever we mm-hmm. got a chance to find out that we get the Super Bowl champion, first round pick out of Maryland, Vernon Davis, athletic freak superstar, uh, who is also in six different movies right now. Yeah. Six? Four in post-production. He's got two more on the way. No, I believe six in post-production, two more on the way. Vernon Davis has eight movies on the way, yeah. six that have currently been shot, two more. He's got to either be dog tired or on the precipice of being the biggest movie star on earth. He'll be the voice of the ESPYs that are happening this weekend, Saturday, 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock on ABC. I have not heard one peep about the ESPYs other than me maybe being up for one. Yeah, that's right. WWE, I was almost up for WWE moment of the year whenever I kicked the soul out of that scumbag's body. Hell yeah. Which probably led to this entire thing. Mm-hmm. I ended up losing. Bad Bunny and I were against each other. His uh, oh, the Benitos, the, the the San Benito. They so they rigged. No, well, it seemed like as soon as I saw who we were matched up against, it was a problem. You know what I mean? Guy's I mean, an international superstar. He sold out. Uh, I think fifty-five stadiums or something like that. Yeah. Twenty-two minutes or Tickets something. Tickets were was, too great. It was him. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And he he got a a a golden microphone or a silver microphone from Triple H on his way out after WrestleMania too. I mean, there was uh, we're the odds are stacked. Again. Anyways, other than that, I did not know the ESPYS have Vernon Davis is the voice of it. I guess he'll be the guy going, and your next presenter. Yep. Uh huh. So what's the idea behind that? You know, how's he going to project? Is there going to be any inflection, any jokes? You can take any, how are we going to do any uh, uh, promos in there? Or is it just strictly business in there? Because now you are a full thespian with eight movies on the way. We'll talk to him about tight end you, football in general, you know. It'll be great to catch up with Vernon Davis. He'd been on the show before. Has he been on the show since he did that crying thing on TV? Yes, I believe so. Did we ask him about it the first time he came on? Yes. Okay, so I assume we did it with, and he, <laughs> He gave us an answer that we thought was okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty good. That was, I mean, that was an aggressive decision. It led to eight movies, though. Yeah, so it did. I don't know what anybody else thinks about that clip. I mean, it does make its way around the internet every once in a while where somebody asks him, I think it's on ESPN or maybe NFL Network. I'm not hers, or maybe Fox. Wow. Could be anywhere. ESPN. You got it, it. it is ESPN. Yeah. And he was asked about his acting, and then he, he basically said, I have the ability to. And then he goes into a, a full cry. Yeah. And then they really? stop, and then they go to commercial. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the most okay. All right, well, what just happened there? It was amazing. Oh, wow. He can cry on on, on command, command, which is a big time thespian move. I guess directors, producers, movie makers saw that and were like, "Get us fucking Vernon Davis, the guy that is faster, can jump higher, yeah. seems to be able to cry on on command, uh, is incredibly attractive and yoked and smart." Okay, give us that guy. Triple threat. He's. Does The Rock know what Vernon Davis is doing right now? Look out, Dwayne. Does The Rock know that Vernon Davis is potentially (laughs) snooping around? And I want to let you know, I know the Iron Paradise is the Iron Paradise. Vernon Davis is Vernon Davis. Yes. Are are we on a crash course right now of The Rock with 
Kevin Hart, who's also yoked right now, he's posting himself naked on his Instagram every day because he is in great shape. Shout out to Kevin Hart and happy birthday, bud. Another year around. I've been with Kevin Hart since the uh, ground and pound email list days whenever he was just crushing clubs and he is a monster certified but the rock and kevin hart against like vernon davis and gronk is that what we're is that what we're staring down in the future or or is it vernon davis and john cena what are we doing what do we got going question i do not think the rock is worried about anyone coming for his crown right now vernon davis has got eight movies this is the most rock thing i've ever seen in my entire life he's got eight movies on we didn't know that till what 25, 30 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, earlier this morning. This changed the entire opening of this show, by yeah. the way. Because he's on in like 20 minutes or whatever. And I was like, all right, let's start doing some research. Ty goes, holy shit, was what Ty yeah. answers. This is a lot of movies. Right? Oh, yeah. These aren't like independent films. This isn't like Blair Witch Project, or uh, is it like that? I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, I, I'm sure a couple of them are a little more low budget, but it's very surprising after COVID where like nothing was getting made. And now, you know, I mean, like there's there's a bunch of movies that basically just got canceled. So to have to be a guy who's relatively new and have eight roles lined up like that's wild. But I don't think all of his movies combined have the same budget as like The Rock's next movie that's coming out. On well, Netflix. not yet. I yeah. mean, yeah. remember yeah. Tooth Fairy, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. I remember All-time those days. Classic. Yeah. I remember those days. Uh, all right, we'll talk to the next Rock, Vernon Davis, in about 20 minutes. And an incredible bounce-back appearance, hopefully, for a guy. Oh. Yeah. Who took, what, six weeks off, it seems like? It Have seems we seen like this? It. He just popped up on TV yesterday. He was wearing a polo in the morning on Get Up. Yep. He had an incredible tan. Him and Tannenbaum said just wildly outrageous things back and forth to yeah. each other. Then in the afternoon, he's on NFL Live after the show looking great. Sport jacket on over top of the polo. Mm-hmm. Wonder if he was told to put the jacket on. <laughs> okay, because in the morning, I actually said, Dan looks good in the polo. He he's got good tan. Yeah. He looked good. He was, he was rolling his eyes. Mm-hmm. Dan Orlovsky comes back back on the show Let's Dane Orshlovsky will be back Let's go. Come on, I cannot wait for Dane Orshlovsky to bounce back every time we talk to him he says something that makes us all go come on Dan Damn. and then also something goes hmm, good point Dan Dan has captivated the masses over there at ESPN he was on every show there for five six months straight basically yeah. literally every show you do I think you do uh, KGZ then he would do Get Up yep. then I think you do Sports Center. then he would do NFL Live and then Scott Van Pelt was like hey why don't you come and just sit in the back and hang out for a little bit <laughs> he was on espn all day every day for a while he has taken some breaks too long i can't wait to see what's cooking in his brain what stupid stuff is he going to say today because what you said on twitter about him potentially topping shrags whenever shrags put rivers in there which by the way hey go colts go, rivers. go, go, go coach Philip rivers took the colts to the playoffs people will forget that yeah. but when schrager said that earlier this week you said and you think that dan orlovsky will be able to top what shrag said about adding rivers to the peyton Tom Brady, uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Phil, Phil Rivers. Yep. You think that Dan Rolovsky potentially comes in with something a little hotter than that at Boston Connor? I'm not going to lead him there, but there is a chance I ask him, hey, Dan, why is Mac Jones going to win the MVP this year? Oh, Just my God. to hear what Wait he has to say. The film that he has watched. Oh, oh. man, he's ready. If he's- you... You couldn't really see it last year because Cam and that offense, there wasn't a lot of weapons. But if you look at the concepts that New England was running and then you add in Mac Jones's ability to blah, yeah. blah, he'll be able to piece together <laughs> a 17-0 and season for the New England Patriots with Mac Jones. They got a really good offensive line, Connor. I mean, you need to understand that with the running game that they have and the new weapons, Tight ends, he can do it. And Mac Jones, his quarterback, if you look at his skill set, very comparable yeah. to other quarterbacks that have been able to dominate with tight ends. Is He was called Tom Brady. 
ready for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then that'll start our entire conversation with him about, okay, Dan. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you have Tom Brady in you too? Because you stand, you throw uh, right-handed, you're white in your quarterback. Are you, do you have a little Tom Brady in you too? Or is Tom Brady potentially what's in between the ears that we all got to try to figure out if he got it or not? It's a good question. And he'll say, yeah, you're, you're right about Tom Brady, but I'll say this. He has Peyton Manning's accuracy. Yeah, I mean, so. he, could, he could do it, Pat. Maybe. We don't know. He We haven't heard his most recent film study on Mac Jones. True. And I do believe, by the way, that Dan Orlovsky is either on television, mm-hmm. okay, trying to round up his 45 children, right? Mm-hmm. trying to um, keep up with his wife, Yep. okay, because his wife seems to be the real engine in that whole house. Yes, exactly. Remember, she was going through uh, quarantine pranking Orlovsky for content on the internet. Yeah, that, that, right I before mean, he was getting ready to like go, go on air. air. Yeah, she was jumping water. water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So he's got to do that. And then I think he just watches film on quarterbacks. Yeah. He always sounds, and I think today's finally the day I'm going to ask him if he's full of shit or not. You know, yes. this is kind of like what Foxy did. This is what Foxy did to yeah. the Hammer Down Boys, who we'll get to here in a couple seconds, who are in India, in Indianapolis, and the boys are back being hot. We'll talk about that in a second, but I'm going to ask Orlovsky. There's no way he watches the amount of film he watches. Yeah, no I doubt it. I mean, with that, how many kids he has, like who has who has the time? He seems like a early to bed, early to rise kind of guy too. Yeah, he's got to get all that in before his kids get up. Exactly. Eight lacrosse practices a week. I mean, come on, there's no way this guy can. Well, and what he's moving all that Premier League lacrosse merch every single day. He's got to get that out of the bag, onto his body, onto his head, into the car. Like, there's no unless is he on? You think he's on his phone? And then if he's on his phone watching it while he's at his kids' practice, is he a bad guy? Yeah, is he a bad guy? So we kind of put him. We kind of put him in a pretzel. Yeah. I'm excited for that. That's happening at 105 Eastern Daylight Time. Dan Orlovsky will be coming on. I love talking to Dan, dude. Yeah, he is awesome. I leg- Dan Orlovsky, much like Phil Mickelson, much like... Oh, God, who, who was, was it? it? Hasbulla? No. Well, Hasbulla does. Uh, Peter Schrager. Yes. Schrager, Schrager Yes. Thank you. Not Hasbulla. <laughs> okay. Hasbulla, though, once we are on the pot, he, he has. He, might. he has <laughs> yeah. as well. But Schrager, Phil Mickelson, Dan Orlovsky, they've all looked in the mirror and bought into exactly who they are. Absolutely confident in it, mm-hmm. as they should be. Absolutely comfortable in it. And they are them all the time. Schrager, he's going he's gonna to look cooler than everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna say some TV stuff. Mm-hmm. He's always gonna be the same person though. Schrager is always the same. Phil Mickelson has learned how to just be. Hey, I'm Phil Mickelson. Yeah, this is what I do. Okay, hellacious seeds, bombs, coffee, calves, flexibility, all this other. This is what Phil Mickelson is. Orlovsky knows. This is what Dan Orlovsky is. Yeah. At the, and he is always Dan Orlovsky. I, I caught him on vacation. Mm-hmm. I caught him on yeah. vacation. We're at the same place. He was the same fucking guy. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. I was going. And I, when I was a teammate with him, same exact guy. But whenever you get on TV, I think some people try to potentially change who and what because of how they think they should be portrayed or everything like that. Dan Orlovsky has maybe tightened it up a little bit, dialed it in a little bit, but he is fully bought into who he is and he is all the time. So those who hate him, like you have to at least appreciate his consistency. And for those of us, 
uh, of us that like him. As soon as he says something that is completely fucking absurd, we go, ah, it's Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. That's Dan, or- that's Dan Orlovsky, by the way. I've been meaning to ask you that. The first time we ever had him on the podcast, you know, he was just like very quiet, very dry, like no energy or anything. Like, was that him putting on for like yes, the audience? What he thought was supposed who, to be. Who he is now, is that more who he was like when you were his teammate? When you're and, friends with him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because you hear everybody who's like, if you're friends with him, He's this type of guy. Right. If he knows you, he's this type of guy. If he likes you, he's this type of guy. Like, there are people that are like that. And I think, I mean, on on air and off air, I am the same person, but it's only with so, I'm only around so many people. Right. Like, if I'm around new people, I think people would think I'm much different. They, I am rather quiet whenever I'm around yeah. new people because I don't want to, I have no idea how this could go. I don't know them, okay? They probably don't know me, obviously. I don't know how this is going. Do they hate me potentially? Who do they know? I don't know. So I'm normally pretty quiet in reserve, but then I, but Dan, I think he was trying to portray what he thought he should be on TV for mm-hmm. a little bit. And he started out, you know, on Twitter and he started doing breaking down film. Right. Classic. Wow. I mean, there were some other people that started doing that for mm-hmm. a bit. Then, 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 you know, he started getting in there and I remember him, him coming on the show because I loved watching it because he was teaching me something in these little film studies, mm-hmm. but it was fucking Ben Stein doing the thing. You know? Yeah. I remember saying, Hey Dan, like, Hey, we're going to get some energy in this juice? thing. And then he has, I think he wasn't as comfortable or maybe as confident in himself to people at that time mm-hmm. where I was like, no, Dan, you should be because what you're saying in there is so good. And I think he's gotten to the point now where he's like, okay, the shit that I'm delivering, people do want, do need, and he's become very confident. I, I, and I'm, I think we're better for it. I think we're better for it as a football community. But he will say some things. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, Dan, okay, hold that one in the holster, pal. Foxy's here. Zito's here. Zito, last day of your production down here alongside Tim McAfee. I cannot... Say bravo enough. Well done, Z. Well done, Z. You too, Tim McAfee, putting this whole thing together. Got to unpack this whole thing. We appreciate you. Phil Maines was down here for the move in. Not the move out, though. No. Huh. Only half a CFO. Phil got stuff to do. He's got stuff to do. Fair. Hmm. I think he is doing like a a fundraiser this weekend or something. A golf fundraiser for a team he coaches. A hockey team. No way. Yeah, he coaches a team. Plum Puck. Yeah, they stunk this past year. He coaches a team. He's got... (laughs) He's got 10 kids. He's running for mayor. Yeah. Somehow CFO. Is this Orlovsky or is it Phil Maines? Nine-figure value company. I don't know how he does it somehow. And he also runs 45 miles a day. I don't know what he does, but I, hey, Phil. Hey. CFO, Phil. Boy, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. I have no idea how you do it, what you're doing, but I appreciate what you're doing. I can never do it. This is the same thing I said to A.J. Hawk. How are you so committed to being such a good adult? Mm-hmm. Like, A.J. goes to all these of every event A.J. Oh, yeah. goes to. Shaking hands, everything. Yep. I'm like, how are you so committed to that i hope it comes if i have little midas michael you know like mm-hmm. and i assume it will come where i want to be there for midas and everything like that but all this you know sideshow extra bullshit curricular handshaking events gatherings that you got to go to for the team i don't think i ever gave my parents enough like hey thank you for all the bullshit you probably had to yeah. go to for me to be on a team now my dad and i spent years and years and years in cars together traveling around but i don't even think about the other stuff like hanging out and dealing with the other parents going to when you're doing all the shit that yeah. you're there for yeah yeah, yeah. birthday parties yeah. event fundraisers all this shit aj and phil somehow figure out how to go to 
all these things, and I'll call them in the middle of it, and it looks like the depiction of my nightmare, okay. the events that they are at. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know how. I don't know how the hell you guys are doing it, but see if I feel I appreciate you moving in. The boys will move us out. The LED board has brought so much here. Yeah. This FanDuel Beach House, and FanDuel, obviously, we have to say a massive thank you to. We can't thank you enough. Bravo to this old yeah. piece of wood. You did it. Thank you, You house. made it. It was... Uh, it was a pretty hysterical concept that came together in a matter of three days. Mm-hmm. Had to figure it out quickly because obviously the WWE decision was not one that was cooking for a long time. Things had to happen quickly. Came out of nowhere. We can make that work. We used to do this in a box truck. We can make it work. We just got to find a house in Tampa Bay. Turned out that was impossible. <laughs> the COVID and the Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady being here and everything being here. Tampa Bay, I believe there's like five cranes downtown right now. This place is blowing up and yeah. out of control. And there's no end in sight, by the way. If Tom's going to stay here and if the Lightning are going to continue to win with the buildings that are here and the businesses that are down here, Tampa Bay was tough to find a place to to stay it was tough to find a house got a pocket listing right here on this island we're on found it overpaid for it for sure got a chance to move in zito plugged in what 60 to 70 wires and cords here and every friday for the last what nine ten weeks two and a half months we've been able to go live without damn near any hitches no we were able to do draft night which had 137,000 people watching at one point live from this goddamn living room we're yeah. in right now uh and we just can't say can't say thank you enough to everybody zito FanDuel, uh the wwe for the opportunity to come down mm-hmm. here the boys dedicating your time just everybody thank you so Not much for a regional show not bad. It is a little regional show. We we tapped into the super humid, hot as fuck region. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Have to. Hey, we were down here for two months or whatever. It was hot. Okay, it was oh, hot yeah. down here. It's much yeah. hotter down here than it is in Indianapolis. Right now in July, in Tampa Bay right now, Oof. right with this bay right here, it might be 200% humidity outside right now. Oh, yeah. Brutal. It is hot as hell down i don't know how florida folks do it and this is why florida people a a florida man you know just google that put it in twitter do whatever you got to do just do it there's a reason they are eating so much sun and heat down here oh yeah you open the door (sighs) hell is just radiating through i guess you get over it and get through it somehow my body wasn't built for it we are now i'm this is perfect timing i think for this to kind of wrap up oh yeah I'm not sure I could continue to go another couple weeks with this heat. It's insane down here. So I guess congrats to everybody for surviving the fucking heat down here. Yeah, I mean, we walked to the gas station last yes. night at like 10. Why'd you guys walk? 1030. Just, you know, well, enjoy you know, Tampa. Yeah, until last weekend, well, we, we got, were, you know. Foxy, we did you here. go? No, I didn't go. I mean, there was a perfectly nice car they could have took. Why didn't you guys well, take the car? Well, because <laughs> in front of that perfectly nice car, there was a perfectly nicer Bentley that I didn't want to rear end. So yeah. I just Oh, said, no, hey, you could have took that car, though. Everybody takes that car. I drive the Bentley all the time. Zito drove it. Yeah, Connor thought, drove it. We thought about it. We wanted to take the car, but we said, you know what, Todd? This is our last, this is our last weekend in Let's Tampa. Why wouldn't we Are you guys sure that is what happened? Yeah, that is what happened. I also had two beers on the plane. I'm not going to. You know, maybe a, a couple puffs of a marijuana cigarette. What? You know, but but what? Hey, it was fine. Go ahead with those little mini vodkas, too. What? what? Go ahead with that wine. What? what? Go ahead with that. What? Charles? Yeah, yeah, the big old Captain Morgan. What? <laughs> 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 uh, these boys. 
Uh, Diggs, obviously we have a couple alcoholics in the company and that is something we will have to work through. Okay. I will have to get advisors and counselors in the office staff because there are a couple people that are in my life that are way too young to be acting the way that they are acting, behaving the way they're behaving. Diggs, if you would have seen how high Ty was oh. yesterday, last night, this guy could barely get out of the house oh, yeah. to get to the gas station. Oh, yeah. You hear me, Diggs? Diggs, Gumpy, uh, congrats on being back, hammered yeah. down, boys. Got hot back on a diamond last night. We got the Euros finals this weekend. A bunch of super boosts. How you guys feeling? What's on the show today? The docket, if you will. So, I mean, you talking there, it just all is right in the world. You're going to buy the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ty doesn't know his name or where he's at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's married now, too, by the way. This is. (laughs) There's a. Huge fight with a capacity crowd in Las Vegas this weekend. We we were incredible betting baseball last night. Brazil Brazil and Italy are both going to win major tournaments in soccer. Here we go. And lastly, and the, the thing that proves that the world is completely back. Foxy completely fucked over the Milwaukee Bucks last oh, night and lost everyone money. So. Yeah, that was tough, dude. I hammered that God. very, very strong. And once we landed, we flew a little later last night, so we got in a little later, which was still you know, so impressive for the state of mind that Ty got to in a little yeah. bit of time. Incredible. He had alongside. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I remember Super you human. saying you wanted to make the trip with us and... Right after we partook in the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed, actually. Hey, we got slapped last night right in the face. I don't know what that particular thing was. Shout out to Dalton, by the way. Our guy. Shout out to our guy Dalton down here. You, you've, been a, you've been a hero, pal. I wish I would have met you this morning, but... I mean, I was still passed out from that entire <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, the Bucks obviously get worked again last night in Phoenix. So much so that Kendrick Perkins let off first take today asking is the bucks the dumbest team in the history and, <laughs> and that's a that's a right by the way perk needs to get off of that meme where people are saying who's the worst sports commentator get his ass off of it listen you think he says dumb shit we got Orlovsky on 35 well you we say dumb shit all the time all yep. the time the way he says the dumb shit in the good shit is so entertaining i don't know how people don't like the big perk he led off today's show talking about is the bucks the dumbest why are they asking that question for the nba people why why is everybody asking if the bucks is the dumbest and why is that coach getting fired he's in the fucking finals how what's going and he has the mvp is what is is that why because the honest is so good and everybody else stinks i think the dumbest part that there he's alluding to is the paying uh chris milton and drew holiday kind of the number two and number three guys you know 150 plus million dollars when in the finals they're not doing really a goddamn thing and someone did a uh, little comparison to last year's eric bledsoe versus drew holiday the guy they traded to the pelicans for and they had the exact same thing but except they're paying one guy 200 million dollars versus eric bledsoe who's going to be a free agent so Giannis has no help always has had no help and they didn't do anything to kind of get him over the hump and that's why they're down too well okay but they're in the finals which is further than they were last year right the heat and who uh, lakers were in last yep, year yep. the it's it's watch that game low and just watching a couple thousand dollars drift out of my account because mm. foxy the hashtag follow foxy hottest gambler <laughs> in the office just knowing nba by the way he knows yeah. that i don't know oh, the nba yeah. he knows the nba he comes out saying and then what mitt hopped in oh yeah uh-huh. oh yeah and then i think the entire team kind of got yeah. on board because yeah, it was a team did. bet Whoa. and it is back to hashtag fade foxy season <laughs> transitioning out of foxy trying to ruin us and uh we'll get back to the hammered down boys in indianapolis because they are 
ATM once again, just like they have been for the better part of like two, three months at this point. It's absurd. What have you done for us lately? They have won mm. in the fall. Let's hope they will continue to do that. Joining us now is a man who's about to win, I think. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like win, win. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. Allegedly, and we don't know if these facts are right or not, it was a mind-boggling stat that we read on the internet this morning. This man has eight movies lined up, six of them that are already in post-production, two of them that would mean are still shooting or mm -hmm. still to be shot. Right. Might be the next rock in this entire thing. He is the voice of the ESPYs, which will air this Saturday on ABC at Easter, 8 Eastern Daylight Time. Super Bowl champion, ladies and gentlemen, Vernon Davis. Yeah! Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Vernon. I'm doing well as well. It is great to chat with you again. I have just a couple quick things we have to hit here, all right? We let off the entire show with this stat that we read about your uh, acting career thus far. You have eight roles lined up, six of them already shot, two more on the way are currently shooting. Are you about to take over the entire, are you about to take over Hollywood right now, Vernon? You know what, I'm just having fun. I'm working on the craft and just, you know, just at the end of the day, that's all you have to do is just have fun with it. And as long as you're enjoying it and, you know, uh, it's something that you're passionate about, then, you know, you just everything else comes with it. What are you doing? Are you beating the hell out of people? You are you CIA agent? You uh, are you uh, dad? Are you uh, what are we doing? What's the role? Are we going typecasting yet where you're just shirtless? Couple wristbands mm -hmm. on killing everybody, jumping over people. Are we there yet? Where are we in the, and is there range in this eight? Are you trying to find your lane still? What, what is it going on? Cause I read a headline that said, uh, much like everybody who has kind of gotten into a career post football, they've all said, I hope my post career is so good that people have to be reminded that I played football. You said that about your acting career. Many others have said that it's a, it's a goal. It's a dream. Have you found it? What are these eight roles? Are they all similar? Or what are we doing? Yeah, no, they're all different. I, I wanted to start with horror, then I wanted to get into thriller, and then I wanted to go to action. I, I wanted to get into sci-fi. I just wanted to do... You just, die? Hey, you die in one of these horrors? Oh, uh, in one of the action films, yeah, I die. Oh, oh no! 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 Spoiler! Damn! Spoiler! Is it, I know. Hey, is it a good death? Like, did you... Is it like a full... <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it a full one? Yeah, there ones you just gotta get popped in the head like oh i'm out oh. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's awesome we are so incredibly yeah. happy for you i want to let you know and anytime an nfl player goes on and dominates i think the rest of the nfl community is so happy this weekend you're the voice of the espies what does that mean are you projecting are you uh, do you have a, just a set amount of words you're allowed to say or is there a little personality in there and how did you get this role yeah it's just uh i'm pretty much the mc you know if you if you ever watch the espies you hear voice uh when the host is not talking That'll be me. Uh, that'll be my role. It's, it's a lot of dialogue. Um, I'll be on camera from time to time. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool role. The opportunity came across, and my manager, Henry Penzi, asked me that I, did I want to take it on. Uh, I was like, yeah, sure. I, I think, um, you know, anytime there's a challenge and it presents itself, I'm, you know, I, don't, I try not to back down from it because you never know uh, if that's something that you'll eventually love. You know what I mean? So you try it, and... If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, it works. Okay, so let's say you love this. Are you like the voice of the Golden Globes now all of a sudden? Like, how, is there other jobs in this particular facet? Or do you, has ESPYs always had guest MCs, or is this something that we have missed? Or are you the first? Is it a normal? How's it go? 
No, this is the first time they ever had an athlete as the MC. Let's okay. go. Here we go. Changing the game. Changing the game. That's what we like, Vernon. That's what we like there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first time, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, um, I, you know, it's history. You know, it's history. So, you know, like I said, it's a great opportunity. I couldn't pass on it. And, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm out there and I'm having fun. And uh, and hopefully it's a good show. Hey, we, we mentioned this and it, it makes its way around the Internet. I don't know, every other month or so, whenever you just cried on command, on was that on ESPN? Oh my goodness, that was terrible. That was terrible <laughs> okay. acting. Hi, right right, okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> you say that we don't. Okay, we oh. got no. We don't think it. it was quite a moment. It's still going around. I was about to say, did that happen? And then you immediately got jobs after that. Was that because you? No. <laughs> hey, because I found out you were like You're fucking hilarious. in. Oh, I, hey, I heard you were like. That's no. how I learned. Like, oh, this dude is in, in on like act. That's that clip. I was like, okay, he's committed to the craft. And I think a lot of people now. I, I'm not. A, Hey, listen, I'm no thespian, okay? I can't cry. I don't think, I mean, I could cry, I guess. I couldn't tell you the last time. It's been a while, but it's the whole thing. That's when I learned, like, oh, this guy really wants to do it, though. And I think, did a lot of people, is that, like, a moment for you where you started getting jobs or gigs, or how has the process been of becoming? No, I, no it's, it's just, um, it's like one of those things. If you're into something, if you want it, it's law of attraction. Like, it, it, it finds you. You know what I mean? It's, ah. it's one of those things. If, you're, if you really want to do something that's in your heart, you're passionate about it. You're putting the work in. You're not just out there just doing it, but you you're you're really putting the work in. Uh, you'll always you know be successful at it. But you have to do the work. It's a process. The preparation is the biggest key to all of that. And when it comes to just the emotions, you want to be connected with something. That's why I said when you said the the video of me crying on ESPN, that was I just did it. You know what I mean? It was just I wasn't connected to a certain thing, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. acting is all, it's all controlled. You know, you don't have to show tears all the time. You don't have to be emotional because it's all in your eyes, right? You, you, if it's in your eyes, it works, right? But as long as you have an opinion about something, you know where you're coming from and where you're going, you're solid. Hey, that whole, uh, you know, like the universe, if you put it out, it'll come back. Did you watch that documentary on Netflix about the positive forces, how there is actually some scientific proof that if you put positive shit out, there is a chance that mm -hmm. law of attraction, there will be some positive come back. Are you big into right. that? Are you big into like the, uh, I don't want to say like the spiritual, but the positives, uh, you know, like the yoga, the, the deep thinking, the spiritual stuff, meditation. Have you gotten into all that post football or did you do that during football as well? I did the meditation and, um, just all the law of attraction stuff when I was playing football. And it's just something that just I just carried along with me because I mean it's it's positive, just positive energy, positive it's positive um, positive people, positive uh, affirmations, just everything. Whenever you have that in your life, it's you know you're always going to attract positive uh, positive things. Do you think was there ever a moment? Is there a reason why you started doing that? Because there for a while, right? Was there one moment? Was there any moment? Because we all saw you were, I mean, when you came on the scene, I mean, at Maryland, you're obviously a stud, but everybody remembers the combine and everybody remembers, hey, this guy, there is a guy, okay, who is going to change the game. And by the way, it's now become like the blueprint almost for what a lot of not, I mean, 
Kyle Pitts has come out and been mm-hmm. like, hey, okay. And there's like the the tight end position, which we will talk about, has graduated immensely. It is now one of the most important positions. Not that it wasn't when you were there, but then we saw it all unfold publicly. We, you were made into a star. And when you become a star, no matter what happens, good or bad, it gets covered. You and obviously Singletary had some moments in that whole thing. Was there any moments or was it just, just natural emotion or evolution <clears throat> and maturity as you're kind of growing older and experiencing things? I think it's just the the maturity and it's like you said, growing older and experiencing things. It's um, you adapt and you want more for yourself. And I wanted more for myself. I wanted to do more. I want to be more and just hold myself accountable. And holding myself accountable is making sure that I'm doing the right thing. The Rock says something on his Instagram. He said, it's not about how much money you have or what kind of car you drive. It's all about how you make people feel. Oh, yeah. And for me, that that's important to me, you know, but in order to do all of these good things, I had to be right with myself. And being right with myself is is doing the right thing all the time consistently. And that's what I try to practice. You, you know, it's just it's just important to me to be that way. Um and and expect good things. Don't you like it, it, there was a moment where I was just sick of being like a stupid person. Like I, I was like, all right, I'm sick of putting myself in this particular situation. Like I'm sick of do- like I had one of those moments where it was like, I'm tired of being potentially in this situation or this situation, like natural growth came. I couldn't have fathomed having to go through what, you know, being the star that you were with the situations that you went through and then how it all ended up panning out with you becoming this incredible philanthropist, traveling around team to team, being loved, Super Bowl champion, going back to Washington where you're from. I mean, it's it's really remarkable, Vern, and I think you should be incredibly proud of that shit. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Hey, no problem at all. Let's talk a little bit about football, shall we, though? The tight end you. Have you heard about this? And how do you feel about the tight ends potentially coming together and saying, here's some tricks of the trade, but also business-wise, this is what we should be thinking and asking for because I think that is also a large part of the tight end you. How do you feel about it, and what are your thoughts on the tight end position as a whole? Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think anytime you can come together and, and, and share that information, share a gift that you have to help others, it's always phenomenal because you know a lot of a lot of young tight ends come in this league and they don't have the formula for success and the formula for success yeah it's consistency but it also has to do with the dip, the things that you know what you know will help you what you don't know will hurt you and what they're doing is they're sharing that information they're sharing their gift their secrets uh with the ones who don't who aren't familiar familiar with it um and as far as the other side like hey, this is what we should be asking for that's just um being strategic that's being that's being um intelligent smart sharp it's thinking outside the box and what they're doing is they're trying to change they're changing the perspective about how we approach this thing uh approach this game so we not you're not just approaching it as an athlete who's who's trying to you know Turn into turn himself into a, like a, a real pro, right? Yeah. But a pro is well rounded. You you know you you your business your businessman your business savvy and you also understand uh, what this business is about. So I think it's phenomenal. I think it's a no-brainer. It's something that needed to be done, and I, you know, I applaud them for doing that. How's your brother? How's Vontae doing? I see he is just living. Does he just have timeshares all over the world? He might live the best life I have seen on the internet right now. He's living out there. Yeah, he and his wife. That's all they do is travel. They. Uh, that's it's awesome. Their, 
that's their thing. They just travel all the time. Um, he he's not really. I know he has a business called V Zone that he's uh, he's promoting and that he got off the ground. But his wife and them, that's what they enjoy. They're having fun. They're living life. They don't have any kids, so uh, they're just traveling, seeing the world. Hey, this dude. He's skiing in Aspen one week, mm-hmm. and then like three days later, I see him hopping off of a, like a dock into like the. Oh. And I'm like, this dude, good for you. You deserve it, Vontae. By the way, as to you, Vernon, good luck with everything. Couple questions from the boys here. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Vernon. Uh, speaking of the tight end, you have you thought about starting a possible thespian you for smart f- former athletes who are trying to make that same transition into acting? Yeah, you know what? I thought about it. I thought about it, but for me right now. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm well versed in this space before I can give that that kind of information. You know what I mean? Self awareness. Um, yeah. I'm smart. just you know I'm I'm new at this. I'm still learning. I've been in it for about a year and a half now. So once I get going the way I expect myself uh, to get going with this, it's uh, then I can share all of the things that that I've learned and that I'm learning. You know what I mean? I just want to gain all the possible information that I can that I can have. You love it, huh? You love love it. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I think it's 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 phenomenal. I mean, it's 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 a form of art. It allows me to express express myself in ways that I can't normally express myself. You know what I mean? And acting, this is what you can do. You know, imagine going to like a a drive through, right? And the lady mess your order up. But you know, as a as a, the good person that you are, there's there's two sides to us, right? That's the per- side that says, "Oh no, it's okay, it's no, no worries." But then there's the side that, you know, you want to come out and say. Why did you mess my order up? I, well, how, how did you do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. I told you what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the side that you can act, that, that you can do in acting. That's that's You that's get a the lot out, that you're you saying. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can yeah. do that in acting. So that's what I'm saying. It allows you to show that other side that you wouldn't normally show. You know what I mean? Because we know it's not right, but we all have that inner. It's an instinct that we have as human beings, and everybody has it. But that's when you use it. And acting. Yeah. You, hey, maybe you become a heel too in wrestling. It's a great time. Yeah. I, I I had a little bit of a run here for a couple of months with the NXT, and I was just looking people right in their faces and telling them how stupid they were. <laughs> it was a great time. It was a blast. I I have, they were booing me. I was booing them right back. I let them know they sucked. They were there. It was a it was a great time there. Go ahead, Ty. Vernon, I can't remember if you maybe did a little bit uh, right after you retired, but did you ever consider getting into like the media side of things and you know trying to get a job on like Fox or ESPN or anything like that, or was it always did you know that you wanted to go act when you were done playing football? I explored the possibilities of being um, a broadcaster and uh, you know commentator, but I, I just as I explored, I, I explored it while I was playing, and I found that it wasn't really doing anything for me. You know, I didn't feel like I was in a space where um, you know where I could I could fully express myself. You know, just talking about football, but uh, then. I turned to acting and that gave me that outlet that I was looking for. So that, you know, it pretty much gave my, gave me my answers. That's why I'm, I'm so, I'm just elated that I was able to explore those things before I started playing ball, before I stopped playing ball, because now, you know, I can just, I know where I want to go. I know the direction that I'm going. I know what I want to do 
right after I'm done. Have they given you some um, like example MC lines for you to read this weekend? Uh, do you have any? And have you want to workshop a couple here real quick while, while we're together on maybe how I would approach it? You know what yeah. I what I would think about doing. And by the way, I would never get offered this job. So maybe it's <laughs> yeah. like uh, you know what I mean. Have they given you some things you might have to say? Have you already started practicing? Has there been rehearsals? This is coming up. This is tomorrow night, eight o'clock Eastern on Ooh. ABC. Let's go. Have yeah. we gotten started? We got rehearsals today. What's going on? Yeah, no, I started I started about five, six days ago. Um, started working five, six days, uh, recorded some stuff. I uh, came here. I actually had a rehearsal yesterday. I got another rehearsal today. Here we go. But, yeah, just familiarizing myself with the words, the verbiage, you know what I mean? Like, there's different ways you can say it, of course, but, you know, you, you want to be, make sure you come across, enunciate, uh, say, say everyone's names right. There we go. And get the information out. But, you know, I want to say it different. I want to be silly with it. But yes. It might, not, it might be too much. You no. Know I mean? Vernon, listen, let them dial you back, dude. Yes. Hey, you're yeah. the first person ever getting to do this. Okay, so this means that you get to, by the way, you're the one that gets to figure out yeah. how far and where. I think you got it. You feel like you have, I feel like you have pretty good self-awareness here. Yeah. Ask if you're going to teach people uh, how to act. You're like, I don't I don't really know what I'm doing yet. I don't know if that's <laughs> right. Thing. That's good self-awareness, it feels like. So I think you'll know if it's good or not. I think the Internet will tell you quickly as well. So I think you'll get a good feel for it. But you can't just be the basic ass bland. Oh, no, can't do that. Can't do that, Vernon. No way. You're Vernon fucking Davis, dude. Come on, Vernon. That's what they Whoa. have you there for. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. There's only, what, like five, six people probably in the history of the earth that can do what Vernon Davis yeah. could do? Remember that. Oh, I appreciate that, baby. Appreciate hey, en that. Enjoy yeah, yourself, appreciate. man. What is the line, though? Can I hear what an example of, like, because uh, I'm trying to figure it out. Is it, like, your presenter from movie, insert name a movie here, and is that the lines that we're going to hear from you, like that type of Yeah, it's, it's a lot of different things. It's like, coming up next, we have, coming up next, we have Alicia Keys coming out. Um, nice. Um, like tosses like that. Welcome to the 2021 ESPYs on ABC. Here you know, we go. Oh! Oh! Hey, that's some what? powerful words right there. Welcome to the 2021 ESPYs live on ABC. That's a big, hey, that's big words right there, Vernon. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Welcome to the 2021 ESPYs on ABC. Sierra, is that what you're going to do? Is wow. that what you're going to do? Are you going to do that? No, is that no, no. <laughs> There's Come some on. range there. Hey, there's some range there you can work with. Good luck. Enjoy yourself. We can't wait to hear it. And if you do terribly, which you won't, but if you feel like you did, who cares? Just keep it moving. You got eight movies coming out. Yep. You're about to dominate, man. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Good luck tomorrow night at the ESPYs. Ladies and gentlemen, Vernon Davis. Thank you, Vernon. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where you know, begins around 30 in the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, which can I ask a follow-up? 
Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's, how I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Joining us is a man who was and did make an appearance on the biggest night that came from our YouTube, this house, and probably our company's history whenever you talk about live anything going on maybe just anything going on 137,500 people watching at one point on draft night and I don't think it was when this man was on the phone but it was at some point during a show that this man was on the phone this man was a friend of mine a teammate of mine back in Indianapolis he actually almost lost us Andrew Luck by winning us games at the end of the year in a redemption tour so he wouldn't be the only quarterback to be on two oh and 16 teams he said not on my watch almost sent andrew luck to i think the rams who had the number two overall pick that washington inevitably would will go on to trade mm-hmm. 15 first rounders for you get it just could have changed the course of everything good guy then he gets into tweeting about his mindset and his brain and quarterback position we tell him what you're doing right now dan is incredibly insightful incredibly intelligent but it lacks all of the entertainment level that you could possibly ever need to potentially be watchable what dan has done since those days on twitter to now on espn every single show has been nothing short of mesmerizing now when he's on the television he he is must watch. Yesterday morning, it was his first time back on Get Up in like seven to eight weeks. He had a polo on, a beautiful tan. He was side eyeing. This guy's charisma and brain are at a level that we all wish to see. Everybody that steps on a television screen is at, ladies and gentlemen, Dane Orslovsky. Yeah! Yeah! There it is. Premier League lacrosse hat pitch right there at the beginning. Wow. What's going on, dude? What's up, bud? How are you? Did you get my video? I did get your video. We tried to run it as a commercial. I was talking to Thespian Vernon Davis, though, when he said I didn't get to watch it at the time. Was that acting in the video, or did, were you really just get done working out like something fierce? No, I can't. I cannot act. Uh, I just got done work, getting a workout, trying to look like you, so I figured I'd send you a quick video. I was in between, like, do I shower or do I stay disgusting for the Maccabee show, and I showered. Oh, wow. see? We wow. thought we would be a show. 
Like, hey, we want the we want the post game presser. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? We want yeah. the post lift, the post the 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 sweat, the hair. Your hair looked unbelievable. Yeah. Your tan, for whatever reason, probably because the blood was it was just radiating. It feels like we missed out. And why don't you do that on ESPN? Why don't you do the post ESPN guy on ESPN, Dan? Why don't you give them a little bit of uh, you know a little raw, genuine post workout Dan Orlovsky brain sesh, pal? think that would fly over that well looking that way on television so next time i come on i will go work out before and come on disgusting dane or Shlovsky, uh i said it in the intro and you probably missed half of it because zeta was trying to call you we were having a little bit of an issue so it was a little bit of a prolonged introduction a lot of very kind things were said about you i want to let you know that just strictly because tech wasn't working okay so a lot of great things were said about you but it's real we missed you when you weren't on tv yeah. you came back great tan yesterday morning on get up you came out firing i mean it was great to see you back dan we missed you over here thank you bud i appreciate that um yeah it's good to be back i've had some time with the family and and hanging out and i'll do a little bit more of that over the next month or so and then august comes back here's my thing when i go on more television vacation. i learned this a little bit in on my own journey and i've learned it a little bit from you a lot i watch you i study you i try to learn from you dude if you go on television and say stuff that anybody in the world can say, you're boring. Terrible. And I, I think most, I, this is something that I've stumbled upon over the last year. If you're scared to be wrong, you're never gonna be good on television. And you just gotta be willing to sit there and be wrong and wear it. And if and you that's do that. They, Hey, you that's a great talent of yours. You're willing to be wrong and wear it. I mean, you know, what I mean, scared takes don't make no banks. You know, what I mean, that is kind of what they say out here in Takeville. Uh, right. Let's let's talk about a couple takes that were debuted yesterday, not by you, but by somebody that was a general manager in the NFL, I think at two different places. Old Tannenbaum. I don't know him personally. OK, I, I don't know this guy personally. Yesterday. Yeah. He was on a tear. Oh. Baker Mayfield can get it. Too short, too slow to win a championship. They give him a deal. They're binding themselves to mediocrity. That's what he said. You were on the screen at the same time. And you I, I think you were even taking it. Like, I just got off vacation. This, and then he said, Ben Roethlisberger stinks. He's going to get benched. This guy is tearing your face. You literally seem to be <laughs> caught off guard a couple times with yeah. Tannenbaum yesterday. He was trying to out Orlovsky. Orlovsky to Orlovsky. Yeah. And Orlovsky's debut. <laughs> back Whoa. it was great television but there was some stuff that was said there by Tannenbaum that was absurd what are you guys doing over there you guys get too much sun you guys just start cooking up absurd shit right now over there or do you believe I, any of this I stand on my own so the you guys thing I'm not with that um when he said the Baker stuff like too short and too slow Drew Brees won a Super Bowl Russell Wilson's like one of the most successful quarterbacks in the last decade he's not tall and it's just like, we, if you go back in time to 2018, August 25th, or April 25th, when the Browns took Baker number one, and you tried to write like, hey, in three years, the ideal situation would be this, it'd be exactly where like Baker and, and the Browns would be. And I'm sitting there like, dude, there's no way, there's just no way that you can sit there and for the guy who's been thrust into a plate... Like, Baker should have failed by now. Should have been an absolute failure by now with what he went through. And I'm sitting there like, Mike T, there's no way that you honestly sit there and say mediocrity. I mean, his name's etched in the NFL history books. And then the Big Ben one huh? was shocking to me because I bet you most people don't know what Big Ben has done the last two years as a starter. You know, like, I think most people are like, oh, Big Ben's probably thrown for, like, 
20 touchdowns and eight. Dude, in the last, like, two years as a starter, he's got, like, nine, 80 touchdowns and 30 picks. Like, or somewhere close to that. Pretty 76 good. touchdowns and 31 picks. Like, guy's been playing good football. And so I sat there and I said, wait, you mean to tell me that you think it's better for the Steelers to go to Dwayne Haskins eight games in hey, we don't over Big Ben? Like, that's that's what that implied. And if he believes that, he believes that. I just certainly do not. Okay, so you're a big film study guy. And Diggs saw this entire Tannenbaum exchange. I think he has a question about Roethlisberger's future or maybe why you didn't bury Tannenbaum harder. Diggs is back in Indianapolis. Diggs, what do you got? Yeah, Dan, to your point, I mean, he was 33-10 and 10 last year, and then the year before that he was hurt, and, the year, and then the year before that when he was a full-time starter, he led the league in passing yards. So I don't get what fucking Tannenbaum's problem is. Um, do you, but, like, with Matt Canada and the new offense, does Ben, like, does he have to go under center more? Does he have to be more open to doing things that he did in the past? What, do you, what, what will make Ben more successful or the team more successful besides running the ball in the O-line? Yeah, I, Diggs, I said this yesterday, dude. Like, I got no clue what that offense is going to look like. And that's tough for me to say because my ego tries to take pride in, like, figuring out what things or people people and teams are going to try and do oh, before nice. they do them. Okay. I just don't know what it's going to look like because the offensive line still should be bad. You know, it's new bodies, but they, they're not dudes, so they still should be poor. I think, like, the, fundamentally, they have to at, li- at least commit to the process of having a run game. Um, and that doesn't mean that like you turn around on first down and constantly run the football. Cause I'm a throw it on first down guy, but like, they're going to have to put big Ben underneath a little bit and be willing to present to the defense. We are committed to running the ball at you because it is a little different when the quarterback goes under the ability to just run at people rather than when they're in the gun, things are a little bit more horizontal and you can see things easier as a, as a linebacker. So I, yeah, I definitely think that. I also think, like, they they, they got to play more vertical. They played so horizontal last year. they got to play more vertical. Deontay's got to catch the ball. But I don't think the offense – I'd say this. If we fast-forward six months, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is bottom of the NFL, bottom third of the NFL. I'm not going to say that it's because of Big Ben. I think it still would be – because of the offensive line, just like it was last year. Yeah, offensive line, you have to have one. It doesn't matter what type of offense you are. If you're a pass-heavy offense, you need an offensive line that can pass it. If you're a running offense, you need an offensive line. Never gets talked about the big hogs, but down there at O-Line Masterminds, they're sharing some tips and tricks, and maybe they'll get even better. Orlovsky, before the boys who have a couple good questions for you, I got a chance to hear them earlier, you know, because whenever you come on, everybody gets excited. Hey, everybody gets excited about Dan Orlovsky, okay? Good big swagoo gear there too it is great to do are you full of shit hey listen i need to know because you just said something there very self-aware and that was cool to hear actually and it it, it is what reminded me to ask you this question every time you go on tv like for instance i mean your carson went stuff before it now you you live and die by the film that you have studied whenever you go out and you talk about somebody it feels like you have seen most of their reps you have 55 children and your wife is funnier than you are how do you have a much how do you have enough time to watch all this film people are saying not us 
Okay, nope. we would not say this. Uh, there has been some rumblings back there. People are saying you're full of shit. People are saying you're not whoa. watching all that film. Do you watch all that film? And how do you how do you do it? Because whenever you go out and you lay out an argument, you have to have all that stuff behind you. I don't know how you have the time. Who has the time when you're on TV eight hours a day to watch all the film that you watch? Are you just fully all in football for all football season? Or how does it play? I watch every single snap. I watch every NFL snap by Thursday morning of the game week because then I have to prep for college football. I've watched every snap from last season. I've watched – I would say I've watched half half the league more than once by now. Um, dude, I'm not a sleeper. I'm not a big sleeper. I got triplets that are 10, so I haven't slept in 10 years. Um, dude, this is what I do. So, you know NFL Game Pass. Shout out to NFL Game Pass. Shout out. Um, they haven't done shit for they, us, but they have. So Sunday morning comes. Sunday games start at one o'clock. I got like four or five games on that I think are going to be most important. I watch all those games all the way up until the seven o'clock hour, right? The one o'clock and the four thirty kicks. Yeah. Between seven o'clock and eight thirty, I got like ninety minutes. I will rewatch two games in NFL Game Pass on like the condensed version, and the condensed version is just the play. It's the broadcast. But it's just the play. No commercials, no chit chat in between. It's just the play. I can get the two most important games rewatched then. Then I'll watch Sunday Night Football. I'll wake up Monday morning at about 3, 3 30. I'll hop in the car. I'll watch two or three more games that we will talk about Monday morning on the condensed version. Get done with work in the morning in New York, hop in the car to Bristol. I watch two or three more games, condensed version on the way to Bristol. No way you're doing this. What? No. What are you doing? You just are you over there? Just give me every piece of Adderall that you have in the tri-state area. How do you have the mental conditioning to just watch film, watch film, watch film all day, every day? You just absolutely love it, huh? That's like the thing yeah. you would Yeah. My initial answer is I'm a loser, you know, like it's, oh, that's what self-awareness is high today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, that's what I did as a player, you know, like that's all I did, you know, watch film three, my ego, like I don't want anybody else to find something before I do. So, you know, that's part of it. Um, I don't want to be on television talking about something I haven't seen because okay. you get exposed to the internet. I re and I watch, by the way, I, I try to watch literally every single game I have six TVs basically everywhere that I watch games at. It's just, I try to watch it because I don't want to watch Red Zone either because it gets rid of the flow of the game. It's I like to see like how a team is doing. It is difficult though. And then you'll get up there on in front with your stupid iPad up there and you will do this. Look what I found here from this second and four in the middle of the second quarter. And this leads to this fourth quarter, four minute drive yeah. offense decision that was made. I'm like, how does this guy... Find it. You literally, I think, have to look at it all. Now, you've missed a lot, so film has lied to you. They say the eye in the sky doesn't lie. That has lied to you a lot. You have said some things that have been very dumb, but mm -hmm. some of the stuff that you have said has been so profound. It is, it's why we miss you, bud, because uh -huh. we know that you're putting in the work, so whenever you say it, we can be like, okay, there's a reason Dan is saying this. What is it? Let's get to it. Connor, what's your question? Yeah, Dan, can you explain to the people why Mac Jones will win Offensive Rookie of the Year and possibly the MVP? And then quick follow-up why is the logo on your hat trying to run off your head right now it's a great question two great questions oh uh it's a sticker that probably has been oh no uh, no like, they got, got some geez. bullshit little head like look at look at how strapped in this is like this is i got a little head so 
the pressure on this logo is is under. It's like you on asking a girl to on a date. A high amount. Of oh, pressure. that would never happen, Dan. So jokes on you, idiot. I think he kind of shot um, his shot at Lisa Ann earlier. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lisa. I think, I think he's going to be really good in New England. Um, I think that they're going to go back 25 years to the style of football that they play. Yes. Um, I think the league is going to go. Uh, spread out. I think the Patriots are going to shrink down and just smash football and run it a ton. I think Mack will own the line of scrimmage and be super accurate with the ball. MVP's a little bit of a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. Um, But I think Rookie of the Year is probably a little bit of a stretch, too. I think he's going to be good. Who's Uh, Rookie of the Year, then? Come on. Rookie of the Year? Uh, i got to think of who he's drafted. First pick was... Oh, this guy stinks. He's coming on vacation. You don't even have your fastball anymore. <laughs> this guy, you don't even know the rookies anymore. This is unbelievable. Hey, let's get back, huh? Let's get back into it. Let's stop breaking hats. All right, yeah. let's get back into it. The um, have you? We thought for sure when we let off the show, talking about him asking that question, we thought you were for sure going to say, you know, from the film that I saw, the intangibles that Mac Jones has with the offense that New England is putting together with those two tight ends, every, all signs point that Mac Jones absolutely dominating here. It, we thought that was going to happen, but you got your hat broken. You kind of yeah. got distracted. You kind of lost it. You don't even remember who the rookies are now. Oh. Dan, let's get off it. Oh, to hell with Premier League lacrosse. There's another lacrosse company, by the way. Oh. I, there's another, there's oh, another yeah. league coming out. Oh, that's the only one? No, this is the only one that sent me a hat. So. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Shout out. So your allegiances are buying due, due to the free merch. Shout out. Hey, Kaminsky, shout out. Hey, uh, shout out. Hey, Kaminsky, shout out. Who, Frank Kaminsky's on the... Frank? Frank the Tank? He's a part of Premier League lacrosse. What are you drinking, Pat? This is uh, green tea, dude. Oh, gosh. Green tea. What's wrong with regular tea? I don't like the taste. Is there sugar in it? None. Huh? Good for you. What are you drinking, Becker? I see you're a fine china. You live well. You play <laughs> lacrosse. You do the super white stuff. You got triplets. What are you drinking over there? You do whiskey, scotch, wine. What are you? What, what are you? What do you upscale whites with? A lot of kids try to get drunk. And, oh, are you a big wine guy? That's a microwave and a coffee pot. <laughs> nah, every other shoulder, uh, you dumb yeah, dumb. Where you're, where you're con. Um, that, those are wine glasses. My oh, wife. Oh, it's almost, it's almost like exactly what I just well, I said. Yeah, I mean, you tried to do the whole like blocking that whole thing. I don't know what. You, my, you, that's mainly that's my wife's cabinet. Oh, you have your own scotch cabinet, or what do you do to kind of drink away the I, sorrows? I don't drink. I don't. I can't drink scotch. True story. So, um, my freshman year at UConn, I had never drank before going into college. I never drank in high school. So going to college, it's like our first time. I think it's our first weekend up there. I got a buddy from Florida, a dude named Mike Cota. She's like Captain Morgan and Coke, right? So he's got this Captain and Coke. Captain and Coke. I have the first one. I'm like, this This is nothing. I can, this tastes like cream soda. And I have like four of them, never drank before. Buddy's like, yo, slow down, dude. I'm like, this is nothing. I drink like half of the handle in an hour. We go out to a place on Yukon's campus called Husky Blues. I'm there for like three minutes. And they ordered a round of drinks. And I was like, here, fellas, here's a credit card. I don't even know how I had a credit card or a debit card or something like that. Threw it in. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm walking to the bathroom. Dude opens up the bathroom door, and I just poltergeist all over him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time for the old 
dark alcohol for Dan. Hey, what was that other terrible shit that was around at that time? Captain and Coke had its run. Rum and Coke had its run. What was that other stuff that had a weird taste? Southern Comfort, maybe? So-called oh, lime. So-called lime. lime. Yeah, that had so-called its... Lime. You know who I was? I was the guy that would walk into the bar and be like, can I have a hundred so-called limes? So are you work. just... Are you telling... Uh, are you telling stories of me? Is that sounds like that's what <laughs> yeah. you were doing? Is that what you're doing there, Dan? That's fun. It's called Nation, by the way. It's Rick. Rick Flair used to do that as well. I learned. I got out a loan to do such a thing. You had a credit card. Two different worlds. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> Dan, you mentioned on Get Up uh, how <laughs> even if Jalen Hurts plays as well as he could, he still won't sniff where Carson Wentz is. Is that how the Eagles front office feels too? Like. At any point, are they going to make, oh, shit, we, we tr- should have tried to make it work with this guy? And if they do stink this year, is Jalen Hurts done in Philly? Yeah, so yeah, I think I absolutely believe that there are members um, on that front office that go, why did we make the decision that we did? I don't think that they were there was uniformity within that pick. Is it an assumption of mine? Absolutely. But I just can't see a front office that watched – you know what so many people watch said or maybe knew Carson a little bit more relationally said this was this this is the right pick for us in this situation and the point for my comment was yesterday i think Carson Wentz is going to have a really good season in Indianapolis okay so if Carson Wentz plays as, as good as he's capable of or close to it and Jalen Hurts plays as good as he's capable of or close to it they're not close as players Carson Wentz is superior as a player do they have to go do it? Of course they have to go do it, everybody. But, like, th- everybody? that's just the truth. Do I think that the Eagles um, could potentially regret massively the decision that they made? Absolutely. Yeah, but, because- what, but Carson Wentz, hold on, though. So if they regret their decision, that means you think Carson Wentz is going to have success. But there's no way Carson is going to have the same success. It, let's say he has success still in Philly after everything that happened mentally. Don't you think that that was completely uh, – that? Like, I know hindsight's always, you know, uh, 50-50. Cam mm-hmm. Newton was that. Uh-huh. But don't you think that was kind of like they have to understand that Carson Wentz was never going to be good with the Eagles again? Don't you think that? Do you believe that? That that was – was that ear, ear – what was the break – the uh, – Irreconcilable differences. Irreconcilable differences was the report, and then everybody gets kind of thrown away, and he seems broken. He's playing bad. He's throwing picks. He might be good for the Colts, but there's no way that Eagles fans or the Eagles play should be like, oh, he could have played like that for us. I think that ship was long gone, right? No, I think that's a fair – I think that's a fair, like, thought process, but maybe it's not tied to a singular decision, that there's multiple decisions that led to the situation and the finishing was the the nail in the coffin was the Jalen Hurts selection, right? And so whether you think he's mentally weak forward or not, I I don't have time for that, but- um, Do you? You think he's back? You think he's gonna bounce back, no problem? I think he's gonna have a very big year. I also can't. He might win a fucking Super Bowl then. Yeah. Hey, if he has a very good year, I think they're one weapon. I think they should have got one more weapon. But if Pittman and this new guy, Michael something, they're saying he's an absolute baller. Paris is back, JT's back, offensive line's back, TY's back, defense is back, special teams is good. If he plays, hey, if he plays, that yeah. team has a real chance. I mean, they got stared on Julio <laughs> twice now. They could have had him. I got three thoughts on the Colts when it comes to Wentz a little bit, too. So I think just as important as Wentz playing good is the health of Fisher. You know, like Eric Fisher's got to be healthy for them. That is a huge thing. At hey, did time. you hear what Ballard told me about Fisher? No. Okay, so I texted Ballard. Let me get Didn't to it. 
month in or something? What's that? Did, didn't you say like a month into the season or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he said like he has patience. He's not going to rush him. He It's a yeah. long season. So I don't know if that was him at the time. They didn't know when he would be back or if he knew and he was just trying to put expectations or what it was. But that's where his mind was at. Does that change anything for you or no? No, but, he, but he, when he plays, he's got to play yeah. to the, the level that Eric Fisher has played at for a long time. So like I think how how healthy he is is a big deal. How good is this Quiddy Pay guy? Like, how good is he? Because the loss of some of their edge pieces Houston. from last defense, you know, it's like he's got to be really good. And then, like, okay, if you go look back at that 2017 Philadelphia Eagles team, you know how many receivers they had on their team that went over 1,000 yards? How many? Ditto. They had oh, zero dudes go over 1,000 yards. They had three Whoa. that went over 750, four that went over 500. So, like, the Colts don't have a star on offense, but I can absolutely see T.Y. and Michael Pittman Jr. and, and maybe Pascal or, or Paris Campbell go for 700, something like that. I could see that. You know how many backs that they had that ran for over 1,000 yards? Zero, but they had three backs go over 500 yards. So it's like the – I honestly believe that Ballard and Frank Wright look at football kind of like the NBA right now, positionless football, you know. They don't need – they just look at guys who can go produce. So I think the Colts are going to be really, really, really good if Carson plays well, and I expect him to. Okay, you expect him to play well. You've watched more film on him. I think you know him better than anybody else. You were lying about what people, other people were saying on TV to make mm -hmm. yourself look good for Carson Wentz. I got proof, but... You don't. Yeah. You don't. You're right, I don't, but I was saying. Wow. You started my relationship with Carson Wentz as a bad one, by the way, with your lying little trash bag <laughs> thing that happened. You said to me, this guy stinks. No! <laughs> no! Not on air, I didn't. I mean, there might have been a situation. <laughs> there might have been a situation that popped off where I go, Dan, don't you think this guy stinks? Like, right? Like, it, honestly, that's when you first started saying everybody stinks or everything stinks, and it was just in the moment now. Yeah, we were, we were trying to get it into the Rolodex, too, at the time. I think I was we were really mm -hmm. trying to hammer it in there, and there might have been so a situation good. where it happened. Thank you. It has become very good for our show. We appreciate it immensely, obviously. But whenever you did that trash bag thing when you were going to bat for Carson Wentz, when he was carrying the Eagles on his back as they were just decimated by injuries, I mean, that was that was so yeah. wrong of you. It, I, honestly, it was... It makes sense now that I just saw you do your little eye thing that you did that to me, but that me and Carson have gotten back in good graces, which is good news, but you tried to set me up for complete failure there, but you've had Carson's back more than anybody in the history. Why is that? Is it just because of his intangibles, because you've met him, because you've seen the play? What is it exactly about him you think that makes you say like, hey, this guy's going to be a guy? Never exchanged a single word with that human being. Um... Uh, I just think he's really good. But I also feel like I'm a guy that has most quarterbacks' backs, okay? I say this to Marcus Spears all the time. Swag is a good shirt, by the way. This is me opening up and being a little bit honest on McAfee's show. Like, it's way easier for everybody else in the sports industry world, the Marcus Spearses, the Ryan Clarks, yourself, guys that didn't play quarterback. Whoa. It's easier for you guys to not be me. critical of quarterbacks. I'm not saying – no, but like – I'm just putting your name. In. It's easier for you guys. You didn't play Pat. It's easier for you guys to play quarter or be critical of quarterbacks so. yeah. because there's not the lateral comparison of like, how can you say that? You know, like it's, it's that, that's just, it's easier thing. So I'm very conscious of like trying to do my job as good as I can and being positive and critical 
but also like having quarterbacks backs because everybody loves to say every quarterback outside of like Tom Brady stinks. And it's I'm I try to be conscious of making sure people understand like, dude, these dudes are so good. I I get it. And I do that for kickers and punters, by the way, because guys like you, quarterbacks and everybody who really doesn't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to kicking and punting, get on television and say things that are just completely wrong about the the job. And it has been minuscule because it not you ever. You would never do. That. I'm just saying guys like you, obviously, quarterbacks have never been in a special teams room, you know, maybe don't have the, the real pulse of a locker room ever. You know, that whole thing that people get on TV for a long, long time. So I try to get their backs. I think you, though. Like, at some point, there was a time there for a bit where you were, you know, strategically editing some film to make people look a lot better than they were. And I think you learned from that, too. I think you've you've backed off some particular wagons whenever you get on them heavily. And you're like, okay, I'm going to get off of this wagon for a little bit, and I'm going to go this way. Don't you think you've kind of grown in that aspect of that thing? Yeah, I mean, I certainly have. I think, that, like, as, as, you've grown, as I've grown in this industry, you realize, like, you know, trying to cater to certain fan bases isn't, oh, it, yeah. it, it doesn't like win, you know, like fan bases are going to love you if you say something good about their player or team and hate you if you say something bad. Every day, by the way, and they will forget about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's been a learning process. I think staying true to try and be in who I wanted to become in this world and and kind of what I cut my teeth in is a big trying to focal point for me. So like, yeah, I, I, it's all a, a little bit, but I'll never, I will never, I never have and I never will at the end of the day go up there and do something or say something that I don't believe. Well, I mean, you just did it like four or five seconds ago, or maybe 45 seconds ago, if yeah. I was put those together. Right. Well, you said, Swagoo, you can't talk about quarterbacks. You never played. Ryan Clark, RC, uh -huh. DC, mm -hmm. by the way, new show with uh, Cormier. I, that show's going to be great. I, I can't wait. You said that. And then, Pat, you're in there, too. What is this, Dan? What's that? Huh? That's you throwing. Is that a, That's not playing quarterback. That's throwing the ball. I took the snap, made the audible, threw yeah. the ball. Yeah, forty well, some well, yards. Well, first of all, your left bicep looks outstanding. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Had good vascularity. That was a year where I was doing a lot of upper body, I think, and mm -hmm. I was pretty fit. I was really feeling myself yeah. this year. That's why yeah. I checked. Hey, pretty girl, how are you? Good. <laughs> it's good to see you. She likes your wife better than you. I don't know. Um, Everybody does. <laughs> That's kind of my. That life. doesn't mean you played quarterback, right? Like if if I took a if it's oh. third and eighteen and I take a snap and I quick kick it, I'm not a punter. I just the quarterback who punted the ball once. You know what I'm saying? If I true, you, not all squares are rectangles, but all punters are quarterbacks. Not all quarterbacks are punters. There there it is. Is. Two different positions. There That's the quarterback, right? There. Also, how many people have you drawn off sides with your cadence? Oh, in the NFL. I think I stopped counting at like 3,214. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I would like to put my cadence up against yours. Okay, for no. field goal. No, no shot. Your cadence? Film. Go to film. I'm not talking about you don't even listen. Just watch the motherfuckers on a D-line. Dan, just oh, sorry, your kid's right there. Jesus. And he's, he's the savior, obviously. I am, I, am so, I am so sorry there, Uncle Pat. Yeah, that is tough. I, I'm not used to it. I'm not used to it. I've talked about this before. I'm not used to the whole, you know, being, uh, you know, potentially guiding people's lives and everything like that. Um, Dan, what's going to be the big story out of the NFL this year, you think? Like, what's going to be, like, the surprise story if you had to project right now? Yeah, I think there's a couple, like, right now, 
two of our best players, I have no idea if they're playing and where they're playing. Oh, like, okay, okay. All right, before we get to what you're about to say about Aaron, I think, and maybe I, it, maybe it's Deshaun. Because did you see the video of Jordan? Who was it? Jordan, yep. Justin Fields, and, and Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. Yep. And this comes after Deshaun Watson posts a video of him working out. And David Mulageta, who I believe is their agent, he's a power player in the yeah. NFL agency game. He has Jordan Love. This is on his IG stories. Shout out to Matt Schneidman, who found this via David Mulligata's Instagram. Don't think we should have gave credit there to Schneidman, but shout out to Schneidman. I guess the boys saw him drunk in Rhode Island and Newport yeah. before Ty's wedding and everything like that. Right, good place. But Mulligate is only putting Jordan Love and Justin Fields with Deshaun Watson if he feels as if this isn't going to potentially be a toxic, right? Isn't that something? Mulligate is incredibly intelligent, incredibly intelligent, savvy businessman. I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I just, I think that, I, I, like, David, David's really good at what he does. I think he's very smart with how he moves chess pieces and, you know, always keeps his players' best interests um, at the forefront. And I think there's reasons why those guys are hanging out together. At the end of the day, you're hanging around guys who are really great at what they do. So that's a big deal. So um, uh, where do those guys live? Where are they spending their offseason? Who's training? All that stuff is tied to it. You know that. So I don't, I just think David's really good at what he does. Do you think this is an indication, though, that maybe the Deshaun stuff does get figured? Because we've heard nothing. That is that is very serious, by the way. The just, yeah. We want full justice. I think you you have openly said exactly the stance of ours. If this is something that has happened, get his ass out of the NFL. Do not want that. We want justice absolutely served. If it didn't right. happen, we would like that as well. But it feels like with 20-some inner – crossing state lines with the season what 60 62 days away 62 days away it's like i don't know do you have any inklings on how that plays out is that gonna you know and no idea and that's the crazy thing is like the i think about this i mean all right let's talk about the deshaun situation mvp candidate one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl obviously one of the best young players in the nfl and we have no idea if he's going to play football next year and if he does play football where he's playing football and, and the same if he's thing a with terrible Aaron. guy Aaron, or not. and if he's like the worst guy maybe one of the worst guys of all time too like maybe you know what i mean like depending upon we have no idea any of that about the show right yeah that's a good point like I, I don't the spectrum like the the end result the final reality the spectrum of potential is just massive <laughs> you know and then how did the how do the texans like move you how do they move like what's there like how do they move forward either way like oh he's here he's not like and then the same with Aaron, like MVP of the league, face of the league in many ways, or one of the faces of the league. I don't know if he's playing this year. I don't know where he's playing. Like, it's just wild to see me. his calf stand at the match. Oh. Dan, he's playing come on. this year. Hey. He is in football. Shape. I know you saw them playing catch on the cart path, and then you probably caught a little extra bleacher report gridiron. They were throwing a tee box, and they were talking about shotgun stance and cadence and everything like that. And Tom, obviously, is Tom Brady. He's. He's, uh, you know, he's seven. I mean, he's the goat. But the camera angle from behind Aaron, when he just flicks, it looks like a that ball comes humming out of that guy's head. It's a, the most natural. In his calves and quads, I don't think Aaron looked like he is very much in good shape. The hair is a little bit longer, you know, so I think like people think like, and he was in Hawaii and everything's been going on. He's jumping into waterfalls. He's singing Taylor Swift. I think this falls right into a trap that Aaron wants everybody thinking that he's not ready. He looks like he is in tremendous shape. 
I have no doubt that he's ready to play football. I just don't know where he is relationally with the organ. I just don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's when I watch him throw football, I'd always the number one question that comes to my head was why God, and why, why did he get to do that? And I had to like throw like I did, you know, like when in the creation <laughs> process, when when were those decisions made? You know, um, is that in so, that book you guys read over? You guys read that book a lot, right? I mean, that's part of the whole thing there. You know, obviously at night you read I, that. Powered it. There's the answer is not in there. Okay. <laughs> I have scoured it, but that like I don't I don't know, dude. I think like those are the two question marks for me that are huge. I think there's, I mean, obviously what happens with Stafford with the Rams? What happen? I think Stafford could. Do I think the Rams could go to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Uh, um, I think that they're the second most likely team to knock off the, the Bucks in the NFC. Um, I think Stafford could have his Steve Young moment. I really do. I, I think they're going to be unbelievable. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, like, where does that go? You know, like, does Cliff Kingsbury figure out an NFL offense? That's a huge question for me. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Let's go back. Uh, did you hear on Flying Coach with Shregs and McVay, Kyle yeah. Shanahan was also in Cabo looking to get Matthew Stafford. Imagine Matthew Stafford on that roster in San Francisco. Oh, as well. I mean, L.A. is loaded as well, but him on that San Francisco team, I think people that haven't seen Matthew Stafford play football have no idea what's about to happen. He is so He's, I said this yesterday. I think the, the, the country is going to see what everybody who either played against Detroit or played in Detroit has known for years, that the dude is just unbelievable. And, um, like, if, if they can get that young player, Tutu Atwell, out of Louisville, if they can get him a little bit great. Dude, Tutu. Matthew Staff, this is what I know about Matthew. Tutu will get going. Oh, yeah. Tutu will get going. Yeah. This is what I know about Matthew. Tutu. He... Um, will absolutely relish the pressure, like relish the pressure. He's one of those guys that like, like loved, loved to make sure people knew how good he thinks he is or good he knows he is. Like I remember having a conversation with him and I'd be like, yo, Matthew, like we'd be watching tape, right? And he would try to fit this ball in this 40 yard left hash to the right sideline, whole shot in between three dudes. And I'd be like, Matt, you can just take like that that hook route at nine yards is wide open. And I remember he looked at me once and he goes, But you can make that throw and you can't make that one. Goes, you know <laughs> <laughs> Did you do a wide out there? I wanna I wanna make the throw that nobody else can. You know, and I just like he's just like that dude where like I he's he's he knows he's so good. I think he's gonna eat up this year just shutting everybody up. He is the classic gunslinger, but never really gets talked about because gunslingers normally are covered you know, massively in the NFL media world. But since he's been in Detroit, the games yeah. are on Thanksgiving. You get to see him. But he he's an entertaining football player. And because I think he was so quiet uh, behind, yeah. like he's so quiet, I guess. I, I mean, he's saying this shit to you. I would like to get to know him a little bit better yeah. if that's how he feels about stuff. But he wasn't a big media guy, wasn't a big well, interview guy. He should have been complaining. He should have been complaining years ago, by the way. My favorite Stafford story is this one. It's from college, right? We were talking about the re- – so he's from Highland Park, Texas. I don't know if you know, he grew up with Clayton Kershaw. Um, oh, they're like – they were childhood no best friends. Yeah, yeah, you guys at ESPN just uh, – you guys. Pound that How, Do you guys day. write that on like a note card and say, hey, when Stafford's heard on? heard that before. Come on, Chris dude. Hogan played lacrosse. And too, he's dude. playing lacrosse again, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it is oh. – the thing – Did you know that Fitzmagic went to Harvard as well? <laughs> 
Dan, Dan, come on. This show is going good. You had a good story there for a he's little bit. Me, he's telling me about the whole recruiting process, right? And um, he's like, I got sick of the recruiting, so I went to Georgia. So they're playing at Georgia, or they're playing at Tennessee his sophomore season. And I think they lose on like a like end of the game, last play of the game moment. And he's on the field afterwards with his dad. He's a sophomore in college. And he's on the field afterwards with his dad on the road at Tennessee. And his dad like comes up to him and he's like, don't worry, Matthew, we'll get him next time we come here. And he looked up to his dad and goes, dad, there ain't going to be a next time. And like as a sophomore, a 19-year-old sophomore was basically telling his dad, like, I got one more year left in school. Yeah, it, 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 we alternate. Yeah, we alternate. <laughs> yeah, right. we, I don't have two more. Hey, Dad, listen. Hey, that's hey, cool, but, Dad. There ain't a next time. Yeah, I'm about to collect $60 million guaranteed when they draft me number one overall in <laughs> yeah. this CBA that we have still. You know, I'm going to be able to buy the city wherever they draft me but at. That's just the kind of dude he is. Like, he, you know, so I think he'll I think he'll relish his kind of experience. And I, if I was going to put, like, a – Money on like a little bit of a flyer MVP wise, it would be him. Oh, you starting to talk gambling, by the wow. way. Did you hear that? A little bit of money and flyer. Did flyer. they tell you guys over there to start learning a little bit about what's going on in the world of sports and gambling? I'm or literally the worst gambler in the world. See, but you should. You that's why you are. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole like you think you can, you think you can't think you've already lost. You like you don't have to why God gambling. You watch more film than anybody. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. I don't. I'm not into it. Not, not really into it. Never yeah, been. It'll be worth a lot more money for you here in like a year or so. Mm-hmm. So you'll figure it out. You'll get in there. And it, by the way, I know you just watch the games for fun. At some point, you're going to drink all that red wine and all that uh, clear vodka or whatever uh-huh. the hell you're drinking. You'll be so miserable. You're like, all right, I need, you know, I need something just, on. Huh? You drink wine? Do you like wine? No, but I saw the decanter up there. I, I, I'm, I'm a sophisticated man. I, I've been to uh, Napa Valley. Decanter? Yeah, come on, bro. Get the everybody thinks they see truck driver son stooge here, white trash guy. Come on, I wore my jorts and tank top right into Napa Valley. Okay, I've been <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been checking the legs and the entire thing. I mean, I I understand what's going on. I don't appreciate it, or respect it, but I understand it. That's fair. But you're gonna get so drunk one day, or, or you're gonna get sick of watching all this film, and it's no longer gonna be for the love of the game. And you're gonna think to yourself while watching a game, you're gonna be like, although I'm getting a lot of information here, if I just put a quick. 100 bucks on this team. This game just gets so much better. It yeah. just gets... Uh, I was with a friend of mine last week, and he was they were watching the NBA game, and he was like, who's going to be the first to score 10 points in this game? I was like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, going to put 100 bucks on. I think it was the Hawks. He was like, I'm going to put 100 on the Hawks to score 10 first. And I was like, you can do that? Like, oh. what are you... Out of your mind? Dan, games get a lot more interesting in this world. I mean, you got three kids, 10 jobs, a lot yeah. of film, but at some True. point you need to sit down have, and just... Thank you. How many? You're a godfather to full, all four of them. So, no, um, no, no, congratulations. Wow. That's awesome, Pat. Good for you, man. Yeah, bring, you know, so you are, you're written into the will as far as a, no. you know, a person who looks after him and something happens like a Disney movie to us. And, um, I know I got, I know Uncle Pat has the money now, okay? I know Uncle Pat has the money now, and everybody is, you know, potentially thinking of that whole, hey, I understand the rule of the Godfather. If that first word's in there, I'm not just here for, I'm not just an empty check either, okay? I'm supposed to be maybe a a, a whole responsibility of caring for these. I've had, CFO Phil and I have been best friends since kindergarten. I'm not even his God kids. He's like, yeah, this this ain't the right move here. If we got to put him in a church, he's got to do a whole thing. I appreciate the opportunity. Uncle Pat's fine, though. I'll see him when they're adults. I'll talk to them when they're adults. Sound good? 
I, I, that's that's fine. I I'll um I'll take that rejection. Well, I don't know if the kids will. No, but. you well you gotta ask me before they're born, anyways. Yeah, it's it's kind of the devil move, actually. You now that I'm thinking up. about it, a little yeah. bit of uh, a yeah. little bit of devil father coming in this entire thing, and I don't like that at all, especially because that's a whole white kitchen over there. That's right. The kids oh, are there. Geez. The wife's there. Hey, that um, your wife yelling at those kids jumping off of that bridge for being a bad influence on your children yesterday was one of my favorite things I've seen on the internet in some time. Those kids were flying off of that bridge. Dude, we were just taking it in, and I'm seeing these kids walk up. That's a railroad line that they were jumping Pull off it, of. Pull it, Zito. Smokes. And honestly, that channel that we go through, um, it's like we got to be very smart depending Instagram. on the tides because it can get really shallow. And my immediate thought was, yo, these kids better, like, it better be high tide. Because if it's low tide, they're in, they're in bad, bad situations. And when I started watching these kids launch themselves off, my kids were, like, jump off. 30 feet. And I was, like, I love it that they're into it. Like, they're, they're looking at it, not saying, don't be scared, and launch themselves. My, there we go. Yeah. My wife about it yeah i like the fact that your kids were all saying things that were a bit horrifying if you were a parent and you were not even paying attention you were just watching these kids fly off of this thing and yeah. we can't fast forward on this right uh brad gradkowski there you and him friends you there we go brad, yeah brad brad and i played against each other in college he, he double pops his collars pastels look so at brad. this guy i think he's out of pittsburgh look at this dude oh, climbing wow. yeah and this <laughs> by the way their boat Orlovsky's driving a boat here right past him. This kid is awesome. I don't know who this kid is, but I love this Weapon. kid just flying around. That's like 50 yeah. feet up in the air right there, climbing up on a structure, flying off. And then Dan's kids are all like, oh, can I do that? Literally, <laughs> can I do that? And Dan's wife at the end of that goes, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. And then the boat just rolls I off. Sons, I told my sons, like, two years you can do it i don't want you doing it at nine but maybe around 11 or 12 if, if you fill out a little bit and you can handle the water we, we can go send you so in pittsburgh we have piers 40 foot 30 foot i think there's a 60 foot one uh, you go in the middle of you go in pitch black though so you don't really know how far the fall is or whatever that's a rite of passage as well i don't know if any 11 year old should be doing that yeah it is bro you have you have you done that yeah man I, I mean you, you you're looking, I mean, you've seen the things that I've done. I would do anything about one t one time I would do. In the dark? Yeah, yeah, into a river, by the way. This is in a river in Pittsburgh, yeah. You're a maniac, I love it. One but... time, though. Just do it once so I can uh -huh. say I did it. So, I mean, like, for instance, flip off the top of a steel cage. Very, get mm -hmm. vertical, get vertical, save the face, get no, vertical. No, you don't want a pencil. No, no, because you have no idea how deep Break that is. Yeah, you actually oh, yeah. You don't want a pencil. You want to actually, you're hoping to get, you're actually trying to eat up some space yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that's a... Uh... Come on, Dan. I mean, if you're gonna, maybe Uncle Pat will come up for whenever the kids are jumping off the goddamn mm -hmm. bridge, okay? Because their dad's trying to break their legs right now. All right. Ladies, I didn't think you guys were jumping into rivers that potentially could be four, five, six feet deep, eight feet deep. We don't have high tide where we're at, okay? It's either the Italians killed a lot of people and the water's a little bit higher because all the bodies are stacked up at the bottom, <laughs> or it's a little bit lower because it's been a dry summer. All right, ladies I, and gentlemen. I, and I take offense to that. ESPN legend Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong.
Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. Users, FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Let's talk about some stuff happening in sports. Poirier versus McGregor 3 is happening tomorrow night, Sunday morning, probably 1.30 a.m., 2 a.m., mm-hmm. out in Las Vegas. The press conference yesterday happened if you look at the tail of the tape the 5-9 connor takes on the 5-9 dustin poirier the 155 pound connor takes on the 155 pound dustin poirier the reach of connor mcgregor the notorious the mystic mac 74 inches dustin poirier 72 inches. Okay. Record 22-5-0 for Connor, 27-6-0 for Dustin. Connor says, I'm only counting knockouts in records nowadays. He's only lost once. This guy's lost more. It has been personal in this buildup between Connor and Dustin. The last time Connor and Dustin fought, Connor has come out and said to both Ariel Hawani and Stephen A. Smith, who is now the MMA insider for ESPN That's with right. big interviews, excited to hear those continue to go. Connor McGregor said, the last time we fought, it was 75-80% boxing. I was getting ready for Manny Pacquiao. That's what he said. Oh. He said it was 75-80%. This was just a charity. I, I didn't really focus on the mixed martial arts. He said, this time... The family's not around. It is 100% focused on mixed martial arts. He already had a fight scheduled in Jerry World, I think, with Manny Pacquiao boxing that he was looking ahead to. This time, he's not doing that. He's back to the asshole, hungry, mean, vicious, killer Conor McGregor. That is what he has said. We will find out tomorrow night. I believe him. We will have a boost on FanDuel at some point today, boosting a Conor McGregor knockout. I don't know what from to what to, but I'm on his side. And to be honest... I hope it happens because I have been a notorious Conor McGregor fan for a long time, although I know he's been through a lot, and he's waking up in satin sheets and yachts, and I don't know how easy it is to get up and want to kill somebody when you have to do that like he was in his documentary, living in the attic of his mom's house in the shit training and then all the way to the superstardom with proper 12 selling and making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars being the highest paid athlete at such a young age i mean what he has done is absolutely yeah, yeah. wonderful i'm not 100 percent sure all that success is conducive to continued success in the fighting world i think it is proven time and time again that it is hard to hit the streets and hit the ground and get beat up every single morning if you're incredibly wealthy conor mcgregor 
seems to have gone back in time with his attitude. And he also said to Dustin Poirier that Dustin Poirier's wife wanted to fuck him at one point. So yeah. it is going to be insane. Can't wait to watch it. Uh, are you guys going to be watching or are you just going to watch the highlights on Sunday when you wake up on social media? Uh, I'll give it a run for sure because Sugar Sean too and mm. Hardy yeah. getting a chance. Like, no, I'll watch. Actually- Sugar Sean's going to be probably at some point. I believe he oh, yeah. is the first fight on the pay-per-view card. Yeah. So I, they'll get my money. Yep. Because the Sugar Sean match that's leading off. Mm-hmm. Now, Greg Hardy fighting, that's fascinating yeah, as well. I hope he gets knocked out really bad. I, everybody on earth wants him to I get knocked so. out. Oh, yeah. I think so. He's not good, right? Uh, he is a good fighter. He's not going to nah, fight him. I mean, I don't think he, he... He won his last fight, but I, I don't think he really did much. I oh, mean, so you're, like, you're saying Greg Hardy, not a good fighter, and you hate him. Well, I think he's a piece of shit as a human. He I is. think, you know, For sure. which has been... He came out yesterday. He either said yesterday or two days ago. He said, I've been found guilty of nothing I've been accused of. The narrative about me is that was his big angle. Uh Then he cut a promo on Sean Merriman, I think, and then some other things happened. But whenever he first got into the UFC, I remember Dana White just being, he's fighting. Yeah. This guy is terrible. There's photos of his ex on a bed of guns and this and stories of this. And Dana's like, yeah, he's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting. And now he's gotten to the point where has he had any... Recent fuck-ups? Oh, I don't think any fuck-ups, but he doesn't have any no- notable fights either, but he does well, throw bombs. Well, Connor said Khabib doesn't either for his first 20 fights. Uh, that There was another thing. It seems like Connor is angling for his next fight to be Khabib. Come yeah. on. Now, Khabib, what, 29-0 or something like yeah. that? Yeah, 29-0. His dad passes away. He he said he wanted to go 30-0 and retire. Then he retires, and then Dana says he's coming back maybe, and then, no, he's officially retired. And Connor was like... Connor saluted him, by the way. He gave him, like, a uh, uh, good run and, and when his dad passed away. And then Stephen A. asked him about him. He said, well, he's proved nothing. This Nothing in this sport. He went back to, it seemed like back in the day, kind of angling for that fight, which I think the world wants to see, right? Oh. The last time they fought, there was a brawl out in the, in yeah. the audience mm-hmm. and everything like that. It's just when Connor's in the fight game, there's so much conversation to be had. That thing is going to be so late. There's no way I make it up past him. They'll get my money for sugar. Can't wait to watch. But if Connor doesn't win, what happens after this? He just starts boxing everybody? Uh, I don't know. You might as well. I mean, it doesn't matter, though, does it? If, he, like, if even if he He'll gets... sell out every arena it, exactly. if he's to fight forever. Look at Diaz in yes. Phoenix. Right. When right. Diaz was in Phoenix, that place was a Diaz crowd. He could have sold... Diaz, is it? Mm-hmm. Diaz. Diaz. He... He's still the guy. No matter how... If he wins or loses, people love him. By the way, he could have won that, I think, late. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can see how maybe he didn't know that, but he caught... Diaz is still Diaz. He's awesome. He's going to be must watch. Connor will always be that way if Same he wants way. it. But he has a hundred some million. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know how much training. I think it seems Ariel says he's back. He's hungry. He wants to take it over again. I hope we get another run of that. That'll be awesome. But I think reality could potentially set in. I hope not. I, I hope he wins again and gets going. Yeah. I mean, if he gets beat, I don't know. He might be done with the UFC. We we're kind of talking about it before the show. Like it would make sense if he did. You know, like a one-off with Jake Paul at like the Staples Center, and then because Jake Paul is burying both Connor and Dana White right now. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. You know. And then after that goes and fights Logan over in Dublin or something like that. Like, he's got plenty of options. I just don't know if he'll keep grinding in the UFC. I hope he gets a win this weekend. Me too. Yeah. And Khabib. Because everybody he fights, there's good build-up, good promos. Seems like there's genuine heat, you know? Except for this last one against Dustin where he was, like, super nice. Hey, Mm -hmm. I got a Manny. I'm representing sport. I'm trying to – he said, I'm trying to stay sharp. That was his – he's just trying to stay sharp. That's why he was doing the Dustin Poirier fight and then Dustin – 
beats him or whatever. And it, it seemed, but everybody else, he gets into beef and then it, it seems like they settle it afterwards. Like mm-hmm. after you fight, like that's kind of the cool thing about fighting back in the day before it was kind of banned in public, but definitely in the UFC, you fight, you settle it, then you kind of shake your hands and move on. This one, I mean, it's got very, very personal. And this is yeah. the third oh, yeah. of it. I don't know how they're going to, and I don't think, I guess either of them care. I don't think Connor cares at all, which is good news because it feels like he's got a little savage back in him. But this whole Joel, Jolie, Jody, Joel, yeah. Jolie, yeah. Jolie, mm-hmm. stuff. I'm wondering about her. What happened there? I mean, it, it's getting brought up. And Connor's just, hey, man to man here. This ain't, yeah. This ain't a promo here, is just it? Think about the sauna. Hey, just think about this as you're trying to lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. She's lying to you. It's like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Connor seems to be all the way back. And this guy has all the money in the world. Right. What if he finds the savage again? That'd be dope for everybody. He takes it back over. That's the, it's when the UFC is the best. Like when it's him and like John Jones. Those are the two guys. Like okay, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Lesnar. So sure. if Brock Lesnar comes back, John Jones, Conor McGregor, Sugar, I think is just getting oh, yeah. to the point where his performance is. Mm-hmm. But he's going to take a little bit. Dana White wants Conor to be good, right? Yeah, thousand percent. I don't t- go to the judges. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm counting knockouts only. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the greatest. <laughs> Tapping out. Yeah. The judges. Doesn't count. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek Carr is in an interview, and he said that he is not said motherfucker that Tom Brady is potentially talking about on the shop. Now, has that aired yet? And do we know who Tom Brady is talking about when the clip of Tom Brady saying, you're sticking with that motherfucker on the shop was released via the shop and uninterrupted HBO premiering and in, in, in kind of teasing this next season. Uh, everybody's like, oh, this has to be about free agency. Who could it be talking about? And the guessing game began immediately. Ian Rappaport said he thinks he's talking about Philip Rivers in the Indianapolis Colts. Some people are thinking that he was talking about Jimmy G in the 49ers because you want to go back there, even though he and Jimmy G are, are friends. There is a numerous amount of people. I guess Derek Carr got mentioned in this. Derek Carr said he ain't talking about me, all right? Because I'll fight him. Derek Carr said, I'll fight him. How fight him he's talking about me? And this is not the first time I think Derek Carr has said, I will fight somebody. I think Derek Carr low-key trains. I think he's boxer, maybe MMA some sort. He is very comfortable saying, I will fight people. And I've never not believed him, by the way, whenever he said it. He said it here again. Derek Carr, super good guy. I think he's super religious. I like that he said, I am not the guy he's not, and I will... I mean, we're gonna have to fight then if that's the case. I guess it's like, okay, Derek. He said, "I'm a Raider for life." Is this uh, mm-hmm. is Derek Carr a little baby face here? Do you like this? And was was Tom Brady talking about Derek Carr and want to go to the Raiders? No way, right? No chance. I do wonder if we'll ever find out if we if you know has that show been on yet? Actually, I don't talking. think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because remember, Breeze was starting to get thrown in the mix, and it was like he wouldn't say that about Drew Breeze, would he? And what if he was just talking about an ex girlfriend that motivated him? Exactly. And becoming a different type of person mm-hmm. because she picked another guy over him. Do we know? Has the context of what he said been stated yet by anybody? I don't believe so. Nope. He's talking about Michigan, maybe? Um, Do you think he called him out of the blue and just said, like, hey, Derek, just so you know, you weren't the motherfucker I was talking about? Yeah, I do not want to fight you. Have a good day. Good luck this year. Go and play catch when I get out to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Remember, he was going to be a Raider, though. He was out there at that oh, UFC yeah. fight uh-huh. with old buddy. Yep. Man, that's wild. Uh, Zaila Avant-Garde, congratulations out of Louisiana. Yeah! Woo! 
First African-American to win the Scripps Spelling Bee. In my eyes, first athlete, too. She has videos yeah. all around the internet Man. of her slicing and dicing. Congrats. Sir. I guess they changed some of the rules. Not everybody's thrilled about the new Spelling Bee, but I'm pumped for Zayla. I'm pumped for athletes being smart. I'm pumped for Monday with the biggest show we've ever had comes yeah. as we say goodbye to the FanDuel Beach House era. Thank you, FanDuel Beach House. And hello to the live WWE Universe era next week. Smackdown's tonight. Poirier's manana. The Europe's are on Sunday. AJ Hawks golfing. It's a beautiful time. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Vernon. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. This has been the Pat McAfee Show. The WWE is going back on the road, so we won't be in Tampa every Friday anymore. But today was a good one. We got Vernon Davis, Dan Orlovsky, and a lot of other conversation. We appreciate you guys for following along. Let's get to it. All right, that's the show. Once again, we can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, interacting with us on Twitter. You're the best. We know there's a lot of other shit you guys could be listening to, and we appreciate that you spend your time with us. A lot of good stuff to watch this weekend. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys on Monday. Cheers.